vicious. Hello again, welcome to New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast. We have a good old win, good old South Yorkshire derby win to talk about today, uh, as well as looking ahead to league action, the return of the league action after the international break. Um, we have three of us here today. I've got myself, we've got Mick with us. Hello, Mick. Hello, good evening, afternoon. And we have, <laughs> we have Danny with us as well again. Hello, Danny. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Uh, no, Ben today, uh, because he's busy. Big city boy now, isn't he? He's picked something over us, um, yeah, which, which means he's picked something else over Rotherham United, as far as I'm concerned, which is disappointing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, press, see where his priorities lie. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, first of all, thank you everyone for watching the Richard Wood. I hope everybody enjoyed the Richard Wood um, interview that we released on Monday. Um, we really enjoyed doing it. Uh, Danny, the magic trick was very enjoyable. <laughs> the magic trick was great. I remember saying in like, I want to say the pre-game lobby, but that's not quite right, is it? Um, I remember saying if he whips out uh, a deck of cards and does a trick, that would be amazing. And sure enough, <laughs> a deck of cards appeared. So that, that was brilliant, that. Yeah. Um, a great guy, Mick. And then we... Uh, I, 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 I don't know. It was great, wasn't it? Top man, eh? Captain. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and And... Hopefully, hopefully, he's got a few more seasons in him. Yeah, it certainly looks like it, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, but but uh, it's really, really, really thankful to him and to the club for allowing him to come on. And um, it's great. It, it, was, it was really lovely to talk to him. Yeah, well, definitely. Thanks, Sam Todd, for setting that up. Um, appreciate it. Yeah. Very much appreciated. Yeah, thank you very um, much. Somebody that didn't need Richard Wood on, was Rotherham United on Tuesday night. There was no Richard Wood in the squad. Um, but end up with a 6-0 victory um, against Doncaster. Now, let's put us cards on the table and say that I'm still not that bothered about the Papa John's trophy. I assume you two are still the same. It's still, you know, but as, as a whole tournament, still not bothered. Nah. Cool. Good. Uh, but <laughs> if we're going to use it and play like that in it every single time, I'll start becoming a bit more bothered every time we play. Um Eight changes from the game against Donny. Um, there's two ways to go through, but we'll go through some individual performances. But Danny, it was just such a good performance. I know Donny have got the problems, but we were so good. Yeah, we, we were. And I think my voice has just about recovered from Tuesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the EFL trophy, it's not really that popular with fans. I mean, there was only about 1,500 fans there. Um, but it's a shame that more fans didn't go just to watch our performance because it's like Paul Warren said in his um, pre um, pre Saturday press, it could end up could have ended up nine three. You know, like we mm. just blew we just blew them away. I mean, all right, two of the goals were a little bit not fluky but lucky. But we just played we just played off the park for the whole game. They only really had three chances the whole game, one shot on target, and. Mm we've just hit them for six, you know, and I think if we'd have uh, played a full strength side, you know, like the full strength side we played in the league, then we could have scored even more against them. Mm. Yeah, that's possible. 
Um, let's let's just move on to some individual performances. We could we could talk generalist generalistic about the performance, which was amazing. But let's talk about the people who made that performance amazing. We've always talked yesterday, Mick, when I rang for summit about Barlazer. Mm. Barlazer, I don't I don't think he made the shortlist for the man of the match, but he completely ran the show. He was everywhere. He was they were again caveat of we know Donia rubbish, but that was that was Barlazer at his best. You say you say we know Donia rubbish. They are not. They're only a couple of players away from a decent side. You know, they will play. They can play the ball. They can play football. They can play out from back. They are capable of it. Um, and they did. They did show that in spells on on Tuesday night. And they and they did create some chances. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I've seen it a couple of times on social media saying, you know, I crapped on it, and you know, well. I don't. I kind of beg to differ a little bit. I, I think it was just us that made them look that bad, um, and and Dan Barlow's were right in the middle of it, weren't he? He was literally, well, not literally, obviously, a quarterback. He just he picked the ball up and just spread it and put it where he wanted it. Uh, that ball through for uh, Freddie's goal was just. Mm. I mean, it was just ridiculous. It was a ridiculous pass. <laughs> To be like one player and have vision like that is a tremendous thing to have. Like how he's picked it out is having vision is one thing to to see the pass is one thing to execute it in that manner as well. Yeah, it's just exactly. something else. Um, and 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 to say that he's not getting in the first team at the moment, you know, if if an outsider watches that game and you tell him that that that, that, that number four ain't even going in squad at the moment, he ain't even getting first team. They're not going to believe you because mm. they're going to be asking, "What well, have you got in first team?" Then, <laughs> I mean, it was outstanding. Dan Barley is absolutely outstanding. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it, one of those games, Dan. It, it, I compared it to the England game on Sunday when England played Andorra. Southgate made whatever it were eleven changes, and there wasn't a single England player that forced Southgate into making a decision for the next game in terms of selection. Every single one of those players that played for Rotherham United on Tuesday night has put a thought in Paul Warnsley that they deserve to play in the next game. And that's all you can ask for. And Dan Barley is probably top of that list. Yeah, def definitely. I mean, if it's not going to be him in midfield, it's going to be Sadly, because I thought Sadly played really well mm. in that game too. It, it's it's such. It, it, this is one of the reasons why I will never be a football manager. To have that dilemma in your midfield must great on him so much when he gets home he must have like bits of screwed up paper everywhere around his house <laughs> a different midfield formations front two or whatever but no it, it's it's good to have that sort of competition in midfield because it means nobody will slack off nobody's got that thought in their head of oh i'm guaranteed to start saturday or tuesday or whenever because such and such could put in a blinding performance in training and could take your place and then you would have to try and work harder so it's good to have that competition what I don't envy Paul Ward having to make the decision of which midfield three he picks for a game. Well, I, yeah, I mean, you said that sadly he did play all right, but are you going to say that he played that um, Adolphin play didn't play as well? Because for me, yeah. I, I probably picked Adolphin as man, my man of the match. Mm. I, 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 I took him to one side, Dan Barlazer, because that was just that was a given in it, you know. Um, he, he, I thought it was outstanding, and he reminds me such a lot of, of Semi Ajayi. Mm. But, but but bigger and stronger, you yeah. know. Mm. I mean that, that that shot that he scored with. Well, I mean he's gone down as an own goal, and it obviously. But uh, who saw that coming? Yeah, certainly goalie, didn't he? 
No. <laughs> I, either towards him or from behind him, he didn't see it. But, um, you know, I, I thought it put, I thought it was outstanding. Dustin. Absolutely outstanding. What a, per, mm. what a buy he is. No, exactly. You can't, you've got your class from what? It's, it's, it's our record selling for the season. No, it's not record in total, but you, I can see why we paid that money for him on Tuesday night. It was, it was brilliant. 100%. 100%. And, and I mean, we, we could go through every player on that pitch and probably have the same conversation about every single one of the, their performances. Mm. Um, maybe with the exception of a couple who probably didn't play up to, up to the capabilities. But, you know, what can, you, you just can't complain. You cannot complain. Um, I, I th- there were some standout performances for me, and Adolfin were one of them. Obviously, Barley's. Mm. There were some others as well. Yeah, I, Danny Mench brought up Sadly. Let's talk about Sadly for a minute. I thought it was very, very good. I think probably taking off at half time was pre planned because uh, he's, he's probably going to have to play on Saturday. But he played in the central role for the second time this season, Danny. He played, second, he played central against Morecambe for 10 minutes. And he's looked better in that central role much better than he has out wide in any of his wide positions. He's clearly meant to be a central player. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he can play on the right side, so that's good. Like when hmm. Chia was out, or we don't have a right-sided option. But he's put in such good performances when he's played just behind the two strikers. And I, I, I would start playing him there. If you're going to play a system where he needs to be more attacking, then you need to have sadly in behind the two strikers. Uh, if, if you want to play a bit more, a bit more defensive, then you have a um, a flat three in midfield. But if you want to have that penetration that you need to score goals, I mean, we scored six, so it seems to have worked. But <laughs> if you want to have that penetration going through a team's defence, and if they are susceptible to that, then I can't see why sadly I won't be able to start in that position more often this season. Mm. Yeah, I still I don't think we're a shot from distance, but. Not they weren't they weren't stupid as they were against Wednesday. There were a lot of daft ones, a lot of ones on on Tuesday because he, because he were more central. They found himself in much better positions, mm. so he were able to have much better shots. All right, he didn't score, but I was uh, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with Sadlier. Um, mm. Which is what this game's all about. That's what that's literally what the whole game's for. Um, let's talk about the striking. Uh, let's talk about Jake Holt first. Well, because the striking problem is, is a is a, could take us an hour to talk about the striking <laughs> issues. Um, the Jake Hall made his debut in the centre of a three, um, Mick, and mm-hmm. there was the odd moment, and I, and I'm, this is me being hypercritical. There was the odd moment where his decision making almost put him into trouble, but he managed to get himself out of that. Uh, but for a whatever it is, eighteen year old kid to come in against Donny, uh, coming against a League One team, almost their first team, mm. he were outstanding. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and you can see you can see what a prospect is going to be. Um, you're right. I mean, he's what is he? Nineteen, I think, into six foot five and nineteen, and 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 he's. You can tell, and I, I don't mean this to sound in any way smarty pants or anything like that, but you can tell that he is he is that young because he's that young and that tall because he's still not quite mastered all his limbs at the same time, has he? <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? He doesn't, he's not quite got it in terms of um, just just controlling himself, really. Uh, but that, that's, that's just an age thing. You know, he's still, he's mm. probably still growing. He's going to be about six foot nine by the, you know <laughs> I mean, at that age. Uh, but what a performance. Um, and, and he looks like just such a lovely lad and all, doesn't he? You know, he wouldn't even claim goal. <laughs> um, it was just, but but yeah, I mean, it was very assured on the ball. Um, his, his touch were lovely, 
for, for, for virtually all the game. Uh, he was fully aware of what was going on around him. And, and obviously, having Joe Matic at the side of him is clearly going to help him. Um, you know, but yeah, what, what a prospect he is. It's, mm. it's ridiculous, isn't it? It is ridiculous. Yeah. And and he's got and the guy he's got to learn off for that position is Richard Wood, Danny. And there's not that's perfect. If you're if you're something like Jake Hull or like that wants to play that position, there's not many people better to learn off than that. It's it's, it's in the right place for his development, it seems. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, Richard Wood's a wrecking ball, and he's only about six two. Now, can you imagine this <laughs> six foot five wrecking ball coming towards you? Like, imagine, imagine about uh, Will Grigg terrifying defenders. He'll terrify front lines. Um, yeah. But no, but no, he's a great kid. J. Cole, like Mick says, only 19 and he looks the real deal for, for a lad of his age who hasn't come from one of the A-class academies. Um, he looks a really hot prospect and will probably become one of our starting defenders if his uh, progression keeps on track. I mean, we've got Coyote who came through the academy, Wiles, uh, Jake Cooper's doing well. Same way uh, Jerome Greaves, um, <clears throat> Jacob Grattan played, and he looked really a really hot prospect as well. It's, it's exciting times if you've come through the Rotherham Academy because we it, they look really solid players. And I mean, all right, they do have a bit of um, youth on the negative side because they don't quite like like Mick says they can't quite sort themselves out. They make the old mistake here and there, but you can put that down to experience and well, age really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now to, uh, to say he got a goal on his professional debut, it just encapsulated a solid performance from him. Mm. And it, it's another area of where we talked about the competition a lot. I was Danny's done a piece for a website about about this the EFL trophy. Um, this is one of the good things of it. Ben Wiles made his debut in this tournament a few years ago, I think, against Chesterfield. Was, and yeah. Jake Hull, and, and he's not the only player to have made his debut in this competition or, or played in this competition for the club. These, this is what, this is not what the competition used to be about, mate. But if this is what this competition is turning into, then it has got its benefits because Jake Hull would not have played a league game, would he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the AFL wants it to be a reserve league for, for Premier League, doesn't it? So we might as well treat it as such as well because that's that's essentially what it is the reserve games um, for, for virtually every club hmm. until you get into the latter stages. So, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, it, it, we, 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 we benefit from it, haven't we? We benefited from it certainly, certainly so far this season. Obviously, only one game, but uh, it's given eight out of. It made eight changes, so eight players that certainly weren't probably weren't going to get in the first team on Saturday against Fleetwood weren't mm. prior to Tuesday. Um, it's given them that opportunity to get some time on the pitch. Joe Matic coming back from injury, some 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 time on the pitch in, in a competitive game, a competitive environment. So. So, yeah, it has got its benefits. It definitely has at the moment. But, you know, in, in three or four weeks' time, when the next round comes round or whenever that is, you know, if you've got three or four injuries and you're still having to turn a team out with a squad of 22, 23 players, then it becomes slightly different, doesn't it? You know, it's, it becomes yeah. a hindrance rather than a, a benefit. But hmm. take it while we can, can't we? Don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, another player who made his debut um, was Taloji Bola, Danny, and it wasn't. I'm not. I'm not. It's not. It's not over it and say it was fantastic and amazing. But there's a lot. You can see he's got a lot of the foundations there to be a very, very good wing back. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I mean, he, well, he, he's been in Arsenal's under twenty ones for a long, for a fair bit of time. So they must have seen something. And 
Mm. We've seen it as well. I mean, he was playing on that, that left side, which is normally occupied by Mikel Miller, but he was on the other side. Uh, and yeah, some of the runs he were making were really good. He was beating Doncaster's back line quite easily. Uh, he was playing some good crosses into the box as well. So he, he again, he's got all the building blocks to being a really solid player. But I think his downside is that because he's not used to our intensity and League One's intensity, that's why he sort of has been held back a bit. And apparently that's why Warren took him off as well, because he was blowing a bit, he was cramping up. So he just took him off as a precaution because we don't want an injury on the books. But no, I'm, imp- I'm impressed with what I've seen of him so far. Mm. Looks um, good prospect. Looks yeah. a really good prospect. Like you say, definitely. Uh, I'm really impressed with him other than that. Some work to do, but nevertheless. Yeah, well, don't they all? When whoever comes to us, don't do don't, don't yeah. a bit of work to do. Um, let's get the small negative out of the way. Well, in what is seen as a negative by some people, Danny's just sort of mentioned that they're a bowler coming off. Um, Warren's post match comments maybe I don't think he probably put his point across as well as he meant to. Um, he brought bowler off and, and said he said in his post match interview, say basically saying that he brought bowler off to give mercy. And he didn't use the word mercy, but for a bit of decency, um, he clearly didn't bring him off because he didn't care about the game, mate. Number one, he was slightly injured, and number two, Donny were down to ten men as well. It just—it was just a fit. It wasn't—he wasn't disrespecting the club or the tournament, was it? Like some people have suggested. <laughs> yeah, that would—that 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 uh, was slightly tongue-in-cheek comment from John Morell, the Birmingham fan, wasn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. I had having said that, I know that Bola was injured or, or certainly cramping up. And it looked like it was in his hamstring that he was do- he was cramping as well. So for me, he had to come off, and I I, I didn't realise watching the game that Donny had Donny had gone down to ten men either as well. I just thought he'd fetch Boller off and decide to play with ten men just to just to save him uh, from from getting a further injury. So I wasn't aware until um, until a little bit later on. Uh, do you do it just as a well? You know, we feel a bit sorry for you with six no up. I don't think you do, do you? I don't think you do, and I don't think. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm not that bothered. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't, well, I you don't, don't like it. Do you? I don't like it now. I, I, I'm Why? Honest. I wanted to put them to the sword. We should have been scoring nine or ten goals. You know, not, 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 and I don't mean that in in, in any way as a disrespect, disrespectful towards Doncaster, but you know, we're playing a competitive game. Let's get some experience. Let's get some more. Some more miles under belt in terms of in terms of you know that front three or front two or whatever, mm-hmm. creating some chances, taking some chances, get your eye in, use it as an opportunity. Um, you know, forget it's six nil, pretend it's nil nil, just keep going and keep going um, because as we're going to come on to, both of those strikers need to find the fo- shooting boots, don't they? Um, mm-hmm. or, or, or need to hone the skills, whatever, however you want to. To describe it, so so now I, I don't particularly like it, but I do understand why you did it, and I, and I think it was more about the injury or potential injury to Bola or Bola than it was to um, to help Donny out. Danny, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, at the time, I didn't know they'd gone ten v ten because the intensity didn't change. Mm. It, it it didn't affect the game at all. It, um, <clears throat> certainly for him from watching it from the stands, but if Donny have got an injured player down and we've got a potential risk on the pitch, like Mick says, I can understand why he's done it. 
But at the same time, you wouldn't do it if you were 1-0 up against Portsmouth in the league, for, for example. Yeah. I mean, he sort of helps. We were 5-0 up at the time. And it, it might have just been poor one. Um, and he, Wellens is one of his old mates, I think, from Oldham. I think yeah. they were together with that. So it might just be two mates going, your player's gone down injured. One of ours has got an injury, so we just play 10 v 10. Mm. Which is yeah. like, yeah, all right, fair enough. I, I don't think he meant it to be disrespectful to Donny. I don't think he meant it to be disrespectful to the competition. I think he just did it to try and look after his own player. And it just so happened he saw the window to do it because Donny had an injury as well. So it's just like 10 v 10. We'll just play that's that. Fair. That's fair. I think you're right there, Danny. Yeah, definitely. Um, one hey. of the, <laughs> um, what was nice to see at half time we were three 0 up. What what you see for the most part in those type of games is that it ends three nil or it ends three one or something like that. We've how many games you've seen that have been two two at half time and then no more goals have been scored for the rest of the game and something like that. I was so impressed, Mick, that seconds into the second half we were back on it. There were no yeah. rest on your lowers. We were going for him and we were going for the juggler. That's that's it. Yeah. We I, we were going to win that game by by a margin. And that's yeah. that's really really nice to see. I think that's that's we've talked about this a few times this season already on podcast. There's a difference in attitude from Port with, with Paul Warren from how he has been in previous seasons. And I think that that kind of sums it up. We just we are going to attack. We are going to attack and that's that. Um, and, and they just carried it on, but again, I mean, we, we go back to the fact that it's a reserve game. Players have got a, players are trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to push their way into that first team. So, why would you only play for half a game and sit back? You know, you're trying, you're playing for a place in first team. So, so I guess as a player, you're going to still going to push, aren't you? But, but yeah, it's great to see. It's great to see mm. whether we keep it up for six games is another matter. But <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed. No, absolutely. Let is gone to the main event of the uh, chat, really, the striking dilemma. The, we've got a few fan questions of all the same ones. We've got Gavin and Emma Wood, Callum Strike, and at LDG Mustaf from Twitter, all asking basically the same question. What are you doing for strikers? You're going with Greg for a bit, then bringing Freddie late on, because Freddie's very good late on. Smith's obviously going to start, Danny. Coyote's probably found himself now fourth, fourth choice, but... Freddie missed a ton of chances. Griggs a play outside the penalty area was excellent, and he got his goal. Uh, it's it's a really tough one for me. Who I'd start? What do you think? Again, I can see Paul Warner screwed up bits of paper at home. <laughs> um, for me, because we've seen Grig and Ladipo, which worked, I want to see how Grig and Smith uh, line up with each other. Because that it could end up being one of the deadliest partnerships in the league, or it could fall flat on its arse. Um, like you say, I think with Kyode, he is probably fourth choice, but that's not like a bad thing. It just means that he's got three quality players in front of him, and we've said this before on the podcast, and he'll only learn from that. So that's great for him, and he can come on late in the game and get a few minutes as well, because he's at that point now in his Rotherham career. With, with Freddie, I do think he is more of an impact player. I know he likes to start games because everybody does. Um, but we all we need to do is look at what happened last time in League One. Freddie just edged his goals coming on as a substitute rather than starting. So he's just in the little niche of an impact sub. But no, I, I, want, I want to see Smith and Grigg against Fleetwood and then we'll go from there, I think. And that's a bit of a cop-out, but, you know, there you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think if Griggs up to it and he's not playing much football, obviously. So if his fitness is up for it, I I would definitely start. Going. I was like I mentioned there, Mick. I was so impressed with his off the ball movement, his selflessness of chasing the ball down. There were that moment when he got put through by Rathbone and he could have tried pushing on, but he brought the brought the ball back to Rathbone. It went out to Freddie and Freddie at the bar. Other players don't do that. Smithy and Freddie don't do that, and they would have found them. They would have found themselves in a bad position. Whereas Griggs created a chance which Freddie maybe should have done better from. That's that is a little bit of extra which we haven't had, and that's could that's pretty exciting to see in one game. Yeah, it is absolutely. And, and I, I noticed in a couple of cases he found himself at left back position, didn't he? You know, tracking back and, and covering covering back there. Um, you're not going to see Freddie or JJ doing that. You'll see Smithy doing it, but you ain't going to see Freddie or JJ doing it. Or if you do, it's going to be a, you know one off. You might, me, you might see Coyote. You might, might. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I may be doing a bit, bit of a disservice there. I might, I might be being a bit unfair. For me, you've got. I think Paul Warren's going to have to be mercenary about this. You know, our our goal, and we have only one aim on Saturday, and that is to get to ten to five with three points in pocket. That's it. So you know, you, you look back at that game the other night. Well, look at looking at Coyote. I think you're absolutely right. I think he probably is. He has slipped down a notch in terms of choice. Having said that, he started most of the games this season ahead of Freddie. And done well, and mm. done well. Albeit he's never really looked a goal threat, particularly. True. Um, I think I think he does probably slip down. I, I, on Tuesday night, Freddie had scored. He scored one. Should have scored five or six. He probably scored. I mean, he, he obviously made that chance by by receiving the ball and, and then knocking it past the player, which I think he got a little bit lucky with, to be fair. There were two or three other easier chances that he didn't hit the target with, which is a worry. It is a worry when you, you're wanting to win games and you're wanting to win league games against probably stronger defences. Um, I think you're right. I think he's an impact player. I'm starting Smithy and Grigg. And Grigg, you're not going to get a full game out of Will Grigg. At the, at the moment, yeah. there's, no, there's no way at the moment. You know, Sunderland have left him sat, not even on bench for for a season. He's, 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 he, you can tell he's not fully match fit and he's fully not not fully sharp. Um, but I think he's the perfect foil for Michael Smith, mm. um, and and he just adds that extra player into into the team that's gonna that's gonna graft for the whole time that he's on the pitch, whether it be as a striker or whether it be closing the ball down and and, and working on that press. Sometimes Smithy does tend to find himself a little bit isolated with that. He's the only one up there that's pressing. So mm. for me, I, I think it's a reasonably, I'm not going to say easy, but a straightforward decision to, 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 make, to, 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 to do what Danny said there and, and start with Smithy and Grigg and, and let's see how that pans out. Yeah, you've also got to bear in mind the fixture list. We haven't got we've got another league game on Tuesday, Tufka league game. We've got Lincoln on Tuesday, which obviously we'll talk about next week. This is not, you know, Scunny next round at cup or whatever. This is that's a tough game Tuesday, so that's yeah. got to be in his mind a little bit. I'm not I'm not saying let's you know let's forget about Fleetwood on on book of Tuesday, but he's got to have that. I mean, if you play Grig on Saturday and he plays 75 minutes, can he then start? Bearing in mind his current match fitness, can he start against on Tuesday? Probably not. Um, then. You're gonna to have to have some sort of rotation in there. At the minute, I think, I think it'll get better eventually, won't it? But at the minute, it's difficult. I think that's the benefit of having four strikers, though. It's quite an easy rotation to have. It's like you say, if Gig plays 75 minutes on Saturday, he probably won't start Tuesday. But then, if Freddie comes on for the last 15 minutes, then he'll start Tuesday. And and then you've got the backup of JJ as well, just in case Smith's 
I don't know, pulled, pulled something or is a bit sore or whatever. So it, it, that's why I'm really impressed we did get that striker in uh, on deadline day. I think it makes it even better than his Will Grigg as well. It was said he has more or less cut ties with Sunderland now. So, and he's um, he's open to the prospect of staying with Rotherham as well. So, yeah, oh, we'll, we'll see yeah. how that develops. <laughs> see how it develops, yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, he's got to get some time on the pitch, hasn't he? Mm. He's, he, his, we, we know everybody, everybody in this league and, and the league above knows what he's, capable, what he's capable of. You know, everybody does. He's not done it, and he's not done it at Sunderland at all, for whatever reason that is. We've got to get him so he's as sharp as he possibly can be because we know he will do it. He can do it and he will do it. So we've got to get him as much competitive match time as possible. So for me, that's another reason why I think he starts on Saturday. Mm. Well, if that's if that if Saturday if Tuesday was the worst performance he's going to have in a Rotherham shirt, if that's the base to build off, then we're going to have a very good player. Don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, if that's game one. Um, yeah, like I said, Danny, I, that, I mean, that fourth striker, I mean, I don't want to toot me on own, but I was saying all August we need that fourth striker. Ben questioned me a lot. So Ben's <laughs> listening. Um, this is this is why it was important to have that fourth strike. One of the reasons it was important to have that fourth strike, it's in early days, but it's, it looks like it might work for us. Um, let's go back to another fan question. Uh, Jake on Twitter, midfield dilemma. We've got a striker dilemma, we've got a midfield dilemma. <laughs> Um, he yeah, wants yeah. to know the midfield element. So we've got a greatish draft, but you've got Wiles, Lindsay, Barley, a Rathbone, a Dauphin, and sadly, who are vying for three places. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chio's going to be back, so we won't need sadly out wide on the right, but Mikel Miller is suspended, so we still we might need sadly out wide on the left, potentially. Um, I will ask again, Danny, who's your, who's your midfield three? This is this is tougher than striking question. And I mean, we've got Ferguson coming back for international duty as well. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I mean, it, it's it's like the thing where you've only got you've only got three pegs on the board, but you've got loads of pegs in the bag. Like, <laughs> like where? where uh, I think, like we said, like we said before, sadly he plays better when he's in the advanced central midfield position, just behind the two strikers, but. He can still play out wide, which is good because we've only got Chio on the right hand side, really, and then you've got Miller, who's suspended, and Ferguson on the left. So, sadly, is good because he can play across that front, uh, that front midfield line, if you like. Um, Adolphin, like Mick said, is more of a semi-Ajayi type of character, and there is a lot of attributes about him that we've seen Ajayi. So, I think if we were to do a a more defensive midfield, he'd slot in perfectly as that defender just in front of the back line with um, the two in front of him. And then you've got Wales, Lindsay and Barley's are vying for them two positions yeah. and Rathbone as well, which all right, he could be more of an advanced player like Sadlier is. And Barley's could be more of a defensive player like Adolphin is. <laughs> we've got too many pegs for the holes it, it, it's not a, I'm not saying that's a bad thing I'm saying that's good because it, again it provides competition for everybody and if you get said to the gaffer why aren't I playing you need to step it up a bit step it up and then switch mm. it vice versa <laughs> but out of all of them I would say Rathbone is only really the certified starter um, but then if he, he can't run um, for a complete 90 minutes, he'll have to come off at some point. So then you've got a player like Barlazer, Lindsay or Wales to fill that in again. 
And then whoever's not started, whoever's not come on for Rathbone, could come on for the other midfielder if he's blowing a little bit or he's injured <laughs> or whatever it's like. I don't... It's going to be all sorts of courses, isn't it? Let's narrow it down to Saturday. I would say Rathbone, Barlazer, um, and potentially Lindsay. I would mm. say, because he didn't play on Tuesday, so he so he could get a game <clears throat> on Saturday, or he could be saving for next Tuesday. But now I, I think I, I, everybody Rathbone and Barlazer for definite, and then whether Warney decides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think looking looking ahead to Tuesday, I think Lincoln's going to be tougher, so I can see Adolphin playing that game because we need we will need to be better defensively. Now we might I might be uh, living to regret this, Mick, but Fleetwood aren't a Lincoln. They're not even a Bolton. They're they're a middling team, and at the best, they're a middling team this season, from what we've seen so far. So we can allow ourselves, like Plymouth game, we can allow ourselves a little bit more leash in terms of going for it a little bit. So that's why I wouldn't start a Dolphin. I'd agree with Danny. I wouldn't start a Dolphin on Saturday. What what do you think? I made some notes earlier on about it. I'm just away, mate, because it's just like, well, I, I don't know. I've no idea. I'll, I'll be honest. This is not very good. It's not very good listening for a podcast, is it? From you know, people are supposed to be expressing a view. But where do you go? Where do you start? Chio's back. Chio, we know that Chio's back and available. Chio starts. Mm. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That Chio starts, or maybe 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 he doesn't. Maybe we're going to ease him back in. Yeah. So I, I, maybe maybe even that. You know, I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely, I play them all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. let's, let's take up rugby league and play 15 players aside. Yeah, I think the reality of it is that Adolphin still needs some more game time. Mm. I think he probably does. Um, why would you even consider dropping Ben Wiles, Jamie Lindsay? Why would you even consider that? Why would that even be a thought uh, in anybody's mind? Because they've done nothing to, to, to justify that. Um, uh, but yeah, but <laughs> maybe possibly the fact that Rathbone came on in that second half suggests that he may not play on Saturday and he may be saving saving him for Lincoln on Tuesday. Don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Why could yeah. you? How, how can you possibly drop down Barley's after his performance the other night? How but can if Fleetwood, Fleetwood are probably going to sit in again? I might mm. be doing a disservice, but possibly. they're probably going to do what. Tranmere did in, in League One last time and Wimbledon, MK Dons did last time. They're probably going to sit it, and that's what I'm expecting from them. Mm. We haven't had, we had to be able to do a scouting report for Fleetwood because I'm a fan of Fleetwood fans. So I don't we do, I don't fully know what to expect from them. My, my assumption would be that they're going to give us a ton of respect and try and sit in it as on break. Mm. Barley's is not what we want for me if they're going to sit back because you can't no. ping it around because they're going to be too deep. Yeah. If they're going to sit in, you want Sadlier. You, you want Sadlier behind those two. Yeah, you want Ben Wiles. You want I, 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 I want Sadler in that middle though. I want Sadler just 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 behind yeah. them two strikers, so he can make those annoying little runs, so he can shoot from distance. To be fair, if if that Paul one is going to know our fleet, we're going to set up better than I am. Yeah. But that's my anticipation, and that we're going to get a lot of this season. We've got a lot last last time in League One. We're going to get teams who sit in. Yeah, sadly, as the man for that, for me, for that role, sadly, as the man from what we've seen in those positions. But then again, that's, that's Arsene Barley's. But do you need him in that game? 
you know, against if Lincoln are going to push on on yeah. Tuesday, is Barley's better in that game? Yeah, 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 probably. Fanum's going to be a, a, the place to be. If anybody gets 11 out of 11 on Saturday, it's going to be worth uh, worth some free tickets, that, isn't it? Because uh, that is, mm. it's anybody's call. It really is. Yeah, it and is. what a position to be in. You know, who'd have thought coming, coming in towards a running at the, uh, last season that we, we would be in a position where we can't decide who's going to play? Not because they're not in, not because they're injured, but because they're all playing to such a high level. It's like, mm. you know, we had a level to choose from at one stage last season, so it was easy. But but now you've got competition right the way across the pitch in mm. every position, and it's not just mm. and it, and it's it is genuine competition. Yes. You know, yeah, they're all as good as each other. And, you know, it's not, well, he's carrying a bit of a knock, so obviously we're going to go for so and so. No, I don't know. Toss it up. We'll, 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 toss a coin. Because they're all yeah. going to do you a job. So, well, I'll, like get, you I'll, said, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some Fleetwood stats while, while I ever think about some. We know, we know we'll go defensive in a minute. We know where we're going defensive, I think. I think we can nail that down in a minute. Um, some stats Fleetwood. We've never lost a home game to Fleetwood. And we've only ever lost one league game, which was the Open Day in 2017. Um, and we've won three out of four home games in total against Fleetwood. Uh, the last time we played Fleetwood at home was that game where Matt Crooks had to play centre-back. Uh, and because there were so many illnesses. You know, Trevor Clark played. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he didn't that. Yes. Yeah. That was the start of that run. You know, that run we went on to... And then ended up winning run. That was the, I, think, I, think, I think that was the first game of that run. Um... Yeah, so let's go defensively. Uh, Rich Hollandsworth says, "Dare I say it, but I thought Vickers looked as good as Victor. Thought he was very good at commanding his area." Oh, n- not a uh, position dilemma. Not- <laughs> 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 let's give Vickers his due because he's not going to play many games, Danny. But what, he, he didn't have much to do, but he commanded his area really, really well. And the times that Donny got through, he made them panic. He, he pushed them into missing those chances for me. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a solid backup to Victor, and I'm sure some people will say like Victor's got Victor's got a mistake in him, like every like everyone's perfect somehow. But if if Victor gets injured, which knowing Victor, he probably will do at some point because he'll dive too low. Yeah, dive low, and his nose will end up on the back of his head because someone's booted <laughs> him in the face. But Victor um, <clears throat> uh, Vickers is a solid, solid backup to him. I don't know why Lincoln released him because he was one. He was their starting keeper mm. uh, last time in League One for us. So yeah, I mean against Doncaster, clean sheet. I mean they didn't really offer much going forward, but the times they did catch us out, he was the one who stopped it dead. It's like there was that one really good push out save that he made mm. when they when they broke for the middle and he pushed it wide and then we cleared it off. So Vickers has got it about him. Like like you say, he probably won't play as much because. Victor's our starting goalkeeper, but if we've got Vickers in goal for whatever cup game, whether it's Scunthorpe, Man City under twenty ones, whether we're getting the FA Cup, I've got I've got no worries about Vickers putting in a solid performance, which is good to see. Because mm-hmm. last time in League One, we had who were it? It were Iverson and Price, was it? Yeah, Price. Well, Price, Price yeah. yeah, and yeah. and yet whenever you saw Price's name. On the team sheet, I mean, God love him, but it were always a bit, yeah, um, yeah. you know. But this it, it, it made a career as a second choice, didn't it? And that's yeah. yeah. Where is he now, anyway? He's retired. He's a goalkeeper coach. I think MK Dons. Ah, okay. 
But no, this season we've got Johansson and Vickers. So, which, whichever keepers on the team sheet, I'm I'm not really bothered because they're both they're both really as good as each other. It's just that mm. one scene's a starter and one scene is a backup. But that's not like a disservice to any of them. It's just a case of, you know, that's how it is. You know, mm. yeah. <laughs> so have two keepers who are just as good as each other is brilliant, and both their own keepers as well, which is brilliant. Mm. Yes, hundred percent. Um, so Vic, but Victor's going to come in. We know Victor's going to come in. That's not a question mark. Uh, you assume Mick back three is going to go back to Icky, Woody, and Harden. Harden has been away on international duty with Jamaica. He played in the Panama game, I think, which they lost two or three nil. Mm. Um, so you'd assume we should come back fine. Like he missed a couple of games because of quarantine issues. Um, but Jamaica haven't done what Brazil did and haven't asked him for an isolation <laughs> period as far as I can <laughs> imagine. Did, did you um, hear what? Um... What um, the player Martinez did on his um, COVID form, so he could play no. for Argentina. He said that Villa played Burnley in Estonia, and that's how he got around <laughs> it. Fantastic. Uh, well, thank, I, I, well, not, I, I'm saying this. I assume this is not going to be a problem with Harding because he did he did miss one of the games. Um, so let's assume it's not going to be an issue, Mick. Are you going back there? Yeah, Reg did very, very well on Tuesday night. Is he in? Is he in a place as a natural centre back? I think it depends on on Wes, Wes's fitness when he comes back. Uh, if he's if he's fit and ready to go, he gets his place back for me. Uh, if he doesn't, Reg is there as a, a, a more than capable standing. You know, it was it was he played really, really well on Tuesday. Really solid. Um, you know, his, his performance really did belie his age. He, he, he you know, he. It was it was really really good, so I wouldn't have an issue one way or the other. But I'm, I have to say, I think if Wes is fit, he'll get he'll, he'll come to walk straight back into the squad. I don't think mm. that's an issue. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, I don't see any reason why that back four, if you if you include Victor in there, would would change on Saturday from from what what we've had all season so far. Mm. Yeah, um, back on Fleetwood, they are on four points this season. Four points from five games, but those four points are coming their last two league games: uh, a draw against Plymouth and a three-two win against Cheltenham. Or that three-two win was quite hard work, from what I remember the goals. Uh, they've lost to Wednesday, lost to lost to Lincoln, and lost to Fleetwood. Uh, sorry, lost to Portsmouth. Um, they're games you sort of expecting to lose. There, so it's difficult to say they are going to be there. They're a good team, a bad team, because you'd expect them to lose to Wednesday, you'd expect them to lose to Pompey, and you'd probably expect them to lose to Lincoln. But then you'd expect them to beat Cheltenham as well. So it's, they're doing it as we sort of sort of expect at the minute. It's one of it's one of them with uh, with Fleetwood that it's a game on, on paper to use the favourite saying it's a game that we should win. Mm. But again, that's not guaranteed. It's like when we played them last time, we we, we all thought we were going to win, but we drew to all. And that was from a really solid performance from them. But th- th- this this time around, I mean, like you said, they've had two positive results last time uh, in the league. So they could be like, be up for it and try and snatch a goal off us and then try and sit on it. But it, it's, a, it's a hard one with Fleetwood because one of them teams where you don't expect much from them, but then they surprise you. Mm. You know, so yeah. th- that, might, that might be the case Saturday or we might just... Overpower them like we did Doncaster. Probably not as, as high a scoreline because that would be a disservice to Fleetwood. But maybe, maybe a couple of goals, maybe one for them. You know, that that's mm. my thinking anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough, Mick. What, what, what are your thoughts on Saturday? Yeah. It, it could be tough. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell where this is going to go Saturday. No. I mean, we, the reality is that we should be too strong for them. That's the reality. Whether that, the, whether that happens, League One, as we as we're all very well aware, will will throw up some 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 real challenges, um, and and it's not going to be an easy game. But we we should have enough. We should have enough to get 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 the three points out of the game. Particularly the way the, the performances that they put in so far this season, Tuesday obviously being the the kind of the, the pinnacle so far. So yeah, we should have enough. We should, but uh, you know, you just can't. You can't be hundred percent sure, can you? No. Um, the one thing that we what we all hope for is that we kick off at three o'clock and oh. not quarter past or ten past. Um, I've seen the club put some out again, just sort of get around every hour to use these machines. I, uh, this should be a no issues because not, we're not we're not going to sell ten thousand tickets. If Fleet would have brought more than five hundred, I'll be surprised. If this, if we don't all get in at three, if you don't kick off at three o'clock today, we're never kicking off at three o'clock this season. <laughs> this has got to be the one where hopefully it pays off. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we should alter our kickoff time to ten to three. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my view. Why don't we? Oh, no, no, just alter our kickoff times to ten to three. Yes, yeah, so. And then we'll kick off on time. You said ten past, didn't you? No, I said ten to. All right. Well, anyway, no, I'll go with ten past. Whatever. Cut it. <laughs> Cut that bit out. I said ten past. Okay. <laughs> um, we're not going to do lineup predictions because we can't decide. Um, no. But we'll, we'll we've made that bit clear, haven't we already? Yeah. <laughs> uh, although we will submit our final prediction yeah. at some point on Friday. I think, um, I, may, I think I may have got one. It might cause a bit of unrest with a few people, but I may have got one. That I go on see. then. We just talk, talk us through your starting eleven. So you answered in goal. I think that's a given. Mm. Like we said, Inequay, Wood, and Harding. In the back three, Chio and Ferguson out wide, uh, Rathbone and Wales, and then sadly just in front of them, and then Smith and Grigg up front. That's my thinking. Very attacking. Very attacking. Mm. Mm. We, we, we seem like Fleetwood, you, you need to be a little bit, because if they're going to sit in, you, yeah. it's one of them where you, if they sit in, you can't sit back, because then nothing yeah. happens. If mm. they're sitting back, you need to just keep hitting them. And... With our back three, they are very good, especially when other teams counter because the wing backs mm. know their role to get back uh, to get back in and defend. So I think if they try and catch it on the break, we should be able to deal with it. But if you've got an attacking three without the wing backs, and then the wing backs when they come into it, it's attacking five. It might just be a case of just trying to overwhelm them, you know, mm. just overwhelm them with numbers. Like, yeah. I don't know how. Uh, Pompey and, and all them lot beat him. I don't know if they've overwhelmed them with numbers or they've just grabbed a goal and, and gone with it. But I think we us, we need to just keep hitting them and eventually we will find a way through. You know, it's, it's, it's the whole D-Day principle, keep hitting them until you find a way through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good to get three points on the board. It's all about keeping that... We've got to keep the home form up. Also, they lost to Wednesday. Two out of three wins at home so far. Um, we need to make sure our home form improves from last time in League One. We were talking about last season in the Championship with no fans. Last time in League One, we were quite a poor home form. Mm. But I think we've got... It's early days, but it seems like we've got more options than last time. We, we had one way of playing last time in League One. We've got two or three different ways of doing it now, so hopefully that'll uh, push us into the right area. Let's go for score predictions. I, I'm i going to go confident, and I'm going to go 2-zip, two 2-0 two to Rotherham for that one. Uh, Danny? Um... 
I'm going to go confident and say 3-1 to us. I like it. Mick, 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 Michael. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I don't I don't think we'll concede. Um, and and I think we'll carry on our momentum from Tuesday. I, I'm going to go three 0 It's very positive. That's all I like it. It is positive, isn't it? And and you know, I'll stick my neck out here, and what one or all of us will get clicked on some sort of Fleetwood podcast if there is one. Has um, no, been, been Billy Big Balls Championship supporting club thing whatever so whatever yeah three nil it's hard not to be confident after you've just battled uh battered your local rival six nil yeah yeah eight nil eight eight nil with ten men if you count the 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 first game all combined together eight nil on aggregate yeah yeah and and battered is the is the word on tuesday yes yes it is um i think that's all we've got so thank you all for watching listening if you haven't watched the richard wood stuff from monday go back and watch it it's really it is really good to listen to him from like a bit a little bit on last season um and how he thinks this season has gone that's very very good um we'll be back next week on sunday or monday morning we'll we'll have a review of this fleetwood game looking ahead to another tuesday night game which is in the league this time this time away at lincoln city uh, and then we've got Bolton next Saturday as well. Good, good run fixtures. Uh, a couple of good away days as well, which is good for everybody who's going. Um, the match day vlog from Danny is up from Doncaster as well. So if you want to watch that, that's, that's a 6 0 win against Donny. <laughs> Why would you not be watching that? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Channel. I mean, I, I will admit I missed two goals. The first one was just so unexpected <laughs> that I just didn't get my phone out in time. And the second one, I was having a chat to. Um, you know um, Andy RUFC, the guy with all the plastic shirts? Mm. I bumped into him on the concourse and we were chatting and then just heard the roar go up and it goes, oh, it's Will Craig and it's like, of course he's going whilst we're having a chat. Of course he does. And so I say to all my mates, don't mind, did anyone get it on camera? No, we didn't. <laughs> so, and it, but anyway, I got I got the others, so that's all right. You saw yourself some different minutes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> one, of them's, um, one of them's a vlogger as well, and he's like, oh, I missed it. I didn't expect it. It's like... Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, if you want to still donate, the, the Barry Bannon shirt has been sold for 325 340 340 there you go. Um, you can still, if you go on our website... Uh, newyorktalk.co.uk and click on the Hot Brotham Hospice link. You can still donate if you fancy it. Uh, I think about 800 and something quid. Balance shirt will be leaving mix ownership tomorrow. Yes! Friday. Um, <laughs> I I'd like need it out of my house. <laughs> Raising the grand for Rotham Hospice, which I think yeah. is, that's the most important part. Absolutely. Um, and good for the Wednesday fellow who gets assigned by the Balance shirt. That's, for him, that's, that's pretty good as well, to be fair. Um, I think that's all I've got. Anything else that you want to mention or I think I forgot? No. Um, There's been a piece in the advertiser about Smith's potential signing of a new contract. Mm. Which you were stating as well. Yeah, it's it's been mentioned and he's open to the idea of extending his stay here. So I think it's one of them things that he never really found a home with other clubs, but he's found one here. And like I said, all his immediate family have settled in South Yorkshire. He lives just up road from Barnsley. So he says it's open to the idea of it, but it's just the wrong time to really put it on the table. And, and I think it's massive where, time. What, what league we're all in. If we're at Championship next yeah. year, there's no reason for him not to sign a new contract. Yeah. Um, 
And like you say, he's had, a, he's, had a, he's had a lot of clubs so far in his career for, for a relatively short career. He's not 35 years old, is it? Um, he's had a lot of clubs for the, for his age. And for somebody like that, when they find a home, it makes them second guess. You know, if he's 22 year old and he's had three clubs and somebody comes in, he's going to go. But because of the age he's had and because of how many clubs he's had, he's, he's happy. And like I say, his family's happy. That's Whether it convinces him enough to stay is another thing. But it certainly makes him second think about whether it whether he should move or not. Um, we'd love to keep him. I, I speak for every. I'm sure I speak for every single Rotherham fan. I'd love to see him here for another three, four years, whatever it needs to be. It gives us so much. Whatever league we're in, it's, it would improve us. Yeah. Uh, but he definitely deserves another shot at championship. So it's, a, it's difficult sort of balance that from that one. I want him to get a hundred goals for Rotherham as a bare minimum before he moves on. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, right, I, think, I think it'll need about 70 more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll, all right we'll, say, we'll say 50 for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a 50 in. Um, yeah, so we're back Sunday. We've, we've got a few things lined up for future episodes. We're trying to sort, sort some more former players out. We'll see if there's any more current players we can get at some point in the future as well. All depending on times and everything else available. Keep an eye on the YouTube channel for that because that's where everything will pop up. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, as well, we're up to 700 followers on Twitter as well, which is a landmark number for us. If we can get a few more, we very much appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, we're back Sunday night, probably with Ben. Monday night morning, sorry, probably with Ben. Maybe not with Ben. Um, he may have, you know, gone Billy big time. We'll have to wait and see. It's a big city boy now, isn't he? You can't just, you know, you can't just, excuse me, click your fingers and expect him to be there. You know, he's, uh, he's got big city commitments in big city, I understand. With a Greek lady with loads of cats, I understand so. Um, but from from when I spoke to him last, she's feeding him up like uh, like like nobody's business. So he's going to be um, be about six foot seventeen by the time he comes back. What well, wide? Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> wide. I don't know. Yeah, wide and tall. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. need to be a big lad to play American football, don't you? Well, that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think he plays out wide, doesn't he? So it's it's, it's going to be it's more about pace rather than rather than size. But there still needs to be a bit of size there, doesn't there? So, True. So yeah, we'll have to ask him next time when he's when he's on. If if Benny's listening to this and he's made it this far, I'm going to say something that's going to really annoy him. Right? Go on. It's what we're like. Yeah. American football is a safety version of rugby. Correct. Because they wear helmets and body gear, don't they? In rugby, I've genuinely they been telling him this for years. <laughs> you know, he's got like the, the shoulder pads that make you look like that, and then you've got the helmet and everything. Whereas rugby, it's just right, you'll go and run into him that's built like a, a big shed. You go on, off you go. It's just a safer version of rugby. They've looked at rugby and gone, nah, that's a bit that's a bit too hard for us. We'll put, put protective gear on. Correct. Hello, yes, that will annoy him. That will definitely annoy him. And the American uh, football well, fans that listen, that will probably annoy you as well. Uh, um, Danny said it, not me. I mean, I do agree with him, but Danny said it. So at Danny, not me. And we put out this every, every every episode. But if you ever got any questions or th- any topics you think we need to talk about on this podcast, anything, anything rather than United, ideally rather than United related. Um, but if you know whatever uh, you think we need to just tweet us via Facebook as emails rufcpod at gmail.com. So if you want, if there's something longer you want us to do, get involved with whatever, just, just let us know. I'm happy to help with anything we can. We're not much help with we're much, but wherever we can help, with anything, <laughs> we, we absolutely will. Um, if, if you know know of anybody that needs insulting, particularly if you don't support Rotherham, I mean, man, I can sell that. No problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should get paid for that, really. Yeah. Um, Mick Hanley's insulting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this has been a rambly five minutes, so thank you all for listening watching. Subscribe if you haven't already. Five stars on iTunes if you can. We'd really appreciate that as well. And we will see you all on Monday morning for hopefully three points in the pocket. Thank you very much. And see you soon. Thank you very much. Bye.